You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 211. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there. I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 211 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And this show is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach women simple relationship, heart-based LinkedIn marketing, a system that gets you having conversations consistently with the kinds of people that can change your business, change your life, change your bank balance forever. Our goal in our She's Linked Up programs is to create more wealthy women of influence. And this is all about using digital marketing with that human to human touch, right? Digital marketing with the human touch. So if you've listened before, if you love what you hear today, you know, we love to hear from you. So please subscribe to good girls, get rich on Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening, leave a review so we can get a sense of what episodes are landing with you and what you most want, you know, what you most like to hear from me. And of course, I'd love for you to share this episode on social media and use the hashtag good girls, get rich tag me so that I can share your post with my audience. And then we all get more visibility, right? In the show notes, there's a link for SpeakPipe where you can leave an audio message. I love your audio messages. I respond personally to every single one of them. Maybe there's a, maybe you want to leave us a review there, or maybe you want to give me an idea for a guest I should interview, or, you know, maybe have a, give a topic you want to hear me talk about, right? So just go to karenyankovich.com slash 211 and you'll see the blog for this page. You'll see the link to SpeakPipe. You know, I can play that, listen to it, and I will respond to you every single time. So last week I teased this episode a little bit because last week we talked about, um, in episode 210, we talked about if you're not standing out, you're invisible. And I heard that quote in an interview that Rhonda Swan did on her podcast with Kelly O'Neill, who's a friend of mine that introduced me to Rhonda. And I knew I had to have Rhonda on the show. So I think you're going to love this interview today with Rhonda Swan. And I'm just going to dive right, let you dive right into it and not waste another second. I am here today with Rhonda Swan, and Rhonda is the founder and the CEO of one of the top global PR and branding firms. She works with CEOs, authors, conscious entrepreneurs to grow their personal and professional brands. And after spending 15 years working in PR and marketing for multi-million dollar brands and startups, Rhonda's disrupting the industry and helping her clients get featured in the top tier publications. In addition to her extensive PR and marketing experience, Rhonda's trained a trained business coach and holds an MBA in business and marketing. She's landed coverage in print and broadcast outlets around the world, featured in Forbes Entrepreneur, ABC, CBS, Thrive Global, and many, many more. Her dedication to supporting other female business owners led her to found a movement dedicated to helping women rise all over the world, the Women Gone Wild series. And it's become a bestseller in multiple categories worldwide, including billboards on Times Square, New York City. And besides Rhonda's own show, The Rhonda Swan Show, where she interviews thought leaders and entrepreneurs, Rhonda also is hosting The Unstoppable Show with a new to the street media, which is a broadcast on national television to an audience of 300 million households. She's a mom, a wife, and is a world traveler. And for the last 13 years, well, she's been doing that for 13 years, and now she's living in Bali. So we're on opposite sides of the world, but we are here together to chat with you today. So Rhonda, that's amazing. And I'm so happy (laughs) to have you here. Hey, Karen, thanks for having me. It's kind of cool. It's my 6 p.m. It's your 6 a.m. across the world. And here we are being clearly communicating to our audiences. Right. And what I love about this, like Rhonda and I met through a business group where we have mutual business colleagues. And I mean, isn't it, I just, I just want anybody that's listening to, to kind of just 
soak that in for a second because so many people don't like, they need to think outside of the box a little bit. Right. And you're in Bali, I'm in New Jersey and we're talking as if you're next door. Right. And it's, and it, the world is so, it's so cool right now that we can do these kinds of things. Yeah, it is actually, it's really kind of interesting because I was a corporate executive and for about 10 years. And in 2004, I witnessed a woman put a baby in daycare and I said, I'm never going to do that. And here I am trying to you know, run this big global enterprise with one of the largest Fortune 100 companies in the world, Fortune 100, actually. I quit my job and I said, I'm going to work on the internet. And this is in 2004. So you have right, to think, right. think back. Email was just getting cool. We all had like our internal. <laughs> we probably maybe had AOL then, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> we had our internal emails for companies. There was zero social media, none, no social media. And so I said, well, I'm going to figure out how to you know, build this online business thing and or build a business at least online. And the interesting thing about it is that this is now something that I have done for 18 years before social media. So here you and I are communicating and the podcast wasn't even a thing. YouTube wasn't out. Facebook wasn't out. None of that stuff. And we still built a seven-figure business because of very uh, one thing is that we just started to tell our story and started to connect with people, right? And this is what you and I are doing, right? We're just connecting yeah. with each other. And so we can talk a lot more about that, but it's so cool when I go, wow. 18 years ago. And I left uh, San Diego. It'll be now 15 years that I left San Diego to travel the world with my family on November 25th. Oh, wow. Wow. That's so cool. Well, let me ask you something um, before we get into what we want to talk about. When you talk about, when you think about back to your journey, you know, one of the things that I, and my journey was similar in, but in that though, that I did both, I did raise a couple, you know, one or two, I have four kids. So two of them I raised while I was working full time in a corporate job. And I, I mean, it sucked. It just did. I mean, I missed things I didn't want to miss and you know, whatever it is, what it is no regrets. I did what I thought was the right thing at the time. And, and it, they're great. They're doing great. But my younger two, I did the same thing. I was like, this is it. I, I mean, more for me, I couldn't do it. I was leaving the house at, you know, 6 a.m., not getting home till, you know, 6, 7 p.m. It was crazy. Um, but always, in, always kind of in some kind of a marketing um, component. And I think about back to the earlier days of my marketing career, and we didn't really care about the people that we were buying from, right? Like the copy guy that came in once a month to see if we needed supplies or whatever. We didn't really care what he had for lunch. He was married. Like it just wasn't something that, that was talked about. But then as the internet kind of became more ubiquitous in everything we did and started, certainly was our marketing. That's, I think where it shifted and where we needed to have personal brands as we were yeah. stepping into a role as a business mm -hmm. leader. Right. So tell me a little bit, but do you, do you, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a lot older than you. Do you remember the transition from that? Like, or you know, do you know what I do? You understand what I'm saying? I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to reveal ages here because I don't think that's true. <laughs> okay. I was well, born in '73, sister. Okay, so I'm more than ten years older than you. No, you were not. I am. I am. I was born in 1960. This is, this is even cooler, right? Like, here we are. <laughs> oh, I love. Right. This is the goodness, and no one can see our faces right now. So yeah, we, yeah. We both look so young. <laughs> we are. We are as young as we feel. But you know what? I think that is also another. That's a whole another conversation when it comes to personal branding, right? Like age. So age no longer matters. And I talk about that a lot with LinkedIn when people oh, are worried true. about like, should I put when I graduated high school? I'm like, well, do you think people don't know how old you are? I mean, I don't. I guess there's still ages somewhere in the, you know, in the world, but I feel like we can rise above that if we take control of our personal brands. 
Yeah, that's it. Let's do that. Okay. So this is really cool because, um, you know, that's really the, the biggest step that I took. So when I quit corporate, you know, I said, what, what is it that I knew I was in uh, pharmaceuticals? And so I said, what is it that I did there that I could bring into this new business? Now this again, before social media, and I was working with Perry Marshall, I decided I'm going to figure out Google AdWords. Like, how can I figure out Google AdWords. And at that time, you know, this is like, we were trying to find things to sell. There were like three line ads. If you remember like how Google ads, right. Come through. Yep, yep. So I found a personal development company. I was working with Robert Kiyosaki, Bob Proctor, Jim Rohn, like the legends. And I started about a trifecta. operating. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I grabbed all of their personal development products and I was reselling them saying, you want to change your life? You know, these are the best products you could ever have. Well, then there ended up being a company that turned out, I didn't even know what an MLM was or a network marketing company. They ended up being a network marketing company. And I said, okay, so this is the deal. If I can represent a product and I can inspire people, right. To want to buy these products. Why would they buy this from me? Like, so I got a three line Google ad and they're literally responding to this three-line Google ad. So you had to get really clever with the words. So I would use like CEO income for working from home. Don't believe me. Don't click, right? Because back then it was the click. But this is where it gets funny because this is when you get really super clever and why the personal branding is the most vital piece. And this is why Branson's in front, Gary V's in front of their company, right? Every big company are building their own personal brands or CEOs are building their brand. And so what I did is I, uh, I, I started making this, uh, it was like before websites were that cool and there was no video, there was no YouTube. So I found this in some of you that are older and you might know this, Karen, do you remember audio acrobat? Do you ever remember that? I rem- oh my gosh. Yes. I know the name, but I can't even figure, I can't even place it okay. off the top of my so head. Audio acrobat was a way that you could either do audio or video. And it had this really crazy embed code, right? And it was like this weird box. It was not clear, was not high quality whatsoever. So I said, okay, how do I go from being what I did in my uh, pharmaceutical company where I was face-to-face with doctors, right? And it was like, I would come in with my shenanigans. I would dress up funny on golf week. I would, you know, do stuff at Super Bowl because you have to get through the gatekeeper, right? You have to get through the gatekeeper. You have to be exciting, right? You have to have something that's inspiring or unique for them to go, oh yeah, yeah, go talk to our doctor. Mm. So I was like madness with this stuff with pharmaceuticals, which is why I rose to the top very, very quickly. So I, when I went into digital marketing, I was like, how do I go from a click into getting them to actually trust me to buy something, right? And so I put this really bad flat website up. I had, you know, pictures and I tell my story. I'm a corporate executive. I have a master's degree. And, you know, my husband thought I was insane doing this. And I'm like, I have a master's degree. This is the deal. I wanted to not put my kid in daycare. And um, I found a way to do it. I'm selling these amazing products with these guys and change your life. And you can make money doing it too. Like it was so crazy. And here you go from a corporate executive, right? Working for GlaxoSmithKline, which is rather elite and really snobby. I have a master's degree in business. And all I had though was the vision and a vow that I was never going to put my daughter in daycare. So I say this because I want everyone to hear this. The moment you really find your why, it doesn't matter what you do or how you do it to get there. You just do it. And my ego, I left my ego at the door. And I said, look, man, I met this woman who was, you know, she was like 35. She had four kids. 
And she goes, these, these personal development products are changing my life. I met Bob Proctor. I've met Kiyosaki. I've met Jim Rohn at all of our events. They're unbelievable. You represent the best people. I'm like, is this for real? But I believed in it. And so what I did is I put this flat ass website. Sorry, can I swear on your show? Yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her. This is one thing that I wish I was doing video because she's like so animated right now. <laughs> <laughs> my hands. Well, I'm Italian. That's my hands. But well, maybe you can hear my hands. So I uh, so I did this. So I put this website up and I get this audio acrobat. And so I do this video. And it was with this really, you know, one of those, I don't even know how I recorded it, to be honest. I think it was probably on a, you know, computer phone or computer camera. And I was like, hi, my name's Rhonda. I was a corporate executive and I, um, my life changed for personal development. I listened to Jim Rohn and Bob Proctor. And these guys have changed my life. And if you're looking for a way, if you're that same person as I am and you want to be with your kids, you can actually learn from these guys, but you can also represent them. You can sell their events. You can sell their stuff and make money. Like, And it was so scratchy, right? It was this big, mm-hmm. huge embed code. And I put this on the website, pictures of me and my little story. And this is the, the kicker. And this is where I want everyone to hear because they're like, oh, things are so hard and the marketing's hard. I put don't believe me, don't call. Because there was no other way to communicate. I didn't know how to set up emails like that. I didn't have funnels <laughs> back then. So I had an 800 number that I paid six bucks a month for that these people would call and say, and I would go, hi, it's Rhonda. Listen, this is the deal. This is what I got going on. If you're really serious, leave me a message. I'm going to call you back, right? So I'm going to get to the point here about personal branding because this is where I realized what people loved about me in pharmaceuticals was because I am animated and I'm fun and, and my energy was like exuberant. They just wanted to talk to me. And that's what I did. And I brought into the digital marketing space. Now, I didn't know anything about it. I started working with Perry Marshall, who was the godfather. And he was talking about being unique. I was like, what can I do? And so that's what I did. And from there, I continued to go, okay, wow, these people are calling me because they're like, who is this lady? Right. I was the first with a, you know, with a video. And then I was like, so excited about quitting corporate. I had pictures of me with like some of the top people in the world in these industries going, I quit at cold Turkey. And because of that, it started to inspire people. And then of course, from there, it just became that personal brand. And it wasn't anything special. Like, yeah, I, I didn't even have a logo then. I still don't even think I have a logo actually for myself. It's just my name. It was my story. And that's why corporations, companies, entrepreneurs are doing so well when the CEO has a personal brand and a personal story. People buy from people. They don't, they don't care about your products or services, right? You can have a widget and have yes. a great brand. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And we care. Yes, we care about the people we want. You know, at the end of the day, we want to do business with the best in the business, right? That's so it. so if you are not taking, and, and the, the most beautiful thing about all of this is you can control this. You can take control of this. This is not something that you'll be like, oh, well, you know, she's naturally thin and, you know, blonde or whatever. And I'm never going to be that way. Like, this is not that everybody can do this, right? right? There's no like genetics involved. There's none of that. It's everybody can do this and everybody, everybody must do this. And I'm I'm not saying you must create, you know, create a multimillion dollar business. I'm not saying that at all. But know that if you you can either take control of your brand and take control of what people find when they put your name in a Google search or not, you know, I mean, and it's your choice either way. And it's, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that story. So, okay. So then tell me a little bit then about like when people look at that, right. They think, okay, sunshine roses, it's all good. She had this, this great path and she's, you know, listen, I, I can tell you're smart and energetic and, 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 and you are, you're a hard worker, but 
what is it? What does that real entrepreneur life look like for you? What changed in your yeah. life when you shifted from corporate to entrepreneur? Yeah. Okay. So this is a really good one actually, because you're right. It's I'm really good at, you know, just saying I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to get through everything anyways. So, you know, just let it be. However, when I tell people that, you know, I quit my corporate job, I, I called 3000 leads, didn't make a sale. You know, I, even though I was doing all the right things, I didn't make a sale. And I, I, what had happened is that I realized that I was bringing in a very negative mindset. First off, I was putting dollar signs in people's foreheads, you know, trying to get them to buy stuff from me. And when I realized there's just real people that wanted a life, you know, wanted to be with their kids and they wanted a real life, then it shifted. So that was one thing. And so I started to soar and I had about a $47,000 month after six months. I retired my husband after a year, like, wow, life was good, you know, and it was, and I was building and building and building. We bought a big house and all that fun stuff. But what happened in 2007 and 2008 is what may have happened to a lot of people. Now I've been traveling the world, but it wasn't because we had the golden spoon or, you know, whatever you want to call it. We actually invested in a lot of real estate because we did really well financially and we lost everything. My whole oh purpose my for starting this company. Yeah. It was the whole purpose when I quit was to raise a daughter 30 days before my daughter was born. We found out that our developer that we'd invested in had uh, frauded, taken our name, signed our names on $26 million homes. And after eight months, I was pregnant the whole time. He had sucked out all of the construction loans. If you know anything about real estate, you get a construction loan first and then you sell the houses. Well, the loan, the banks are going, hey guys, the all the construction loans up, let's start selling these houses. And we're like, no, they're not even built. They're like, all the money's out of the, lo- the home. So here we are, 33 years old, just bought our first million dollar house because we were doing so well. Baby is on their way. And we find out we're losing it all. And I mean, when I say losing it all, we took out nest eggs, IRAs, everything that we had, and we put in all the cash that we actually had. So we're like, well, we have a business, right? We're going to keep making money. We'll be fine. And sure enough, I was so stressed out. I found out like, no guys, you like, this is really bad. The banks are after you. You have to file bankruptcy. You have to sign everything off and they're going to take all of it. They're going to take your house. They're going to take those cars. They're taking everything. My daughter was born 33 days early because I was a complete disaster and try to go from being on top of the world, right? Teaching people prosperity, consciousness, building your brand, being excited, telling your story, doing all this great stuff to going, how do I get in front of the camera? How do I talk to these people? Because I'm destitute. I am a new mother. I built, I quit corporate just to raise her. And now I don't even have enough money, $25 to pay my Skype credit because that's how we were calling people at the time. And you want to talk about shame and, you know, embarrassment. I mean, our friends were like, get a job, get a job. Like you guys, you're, my husband's a robotics engineer for God's sake, right? He was a robotics (laughs) engineer. I was a corporate executive for freaking fortune owner company. We did well in corporate, but we got the taste of being an entrepreneur in the life and even though we were 10 times harder, right, know, right, right. Getting corporate, we all were like, right. what? If we really knew, would we sign up for it? Hell yeah, I would sign up for it. And so when we find that out, it was like, oh, oh boy, you know, like now what do we do? Now, how do we go from being this example to people? And then of course, you know, raising my daughter. And it was like to the point where it was so close. I was so ready to call my boss and I'm holding my little girl and I'm sitting in her room and I had painted like little cherub angels on the ceiling that had prosperity, abundance, all these little beautiful flags and names. And I looked at her and she's brand new and she's 15 now. And I'm like, I made a vow to you. I'd never put you in daycare. 
Like, I'm not doing it, not doing it. And because of that, I got really clear. I was like, I don't care. I'm putting my ego at the door. We fire sailed everything in our house. We lived, you know, in La Jolla. So it was like a beautiful house. I sold my china. I sold my furniture. I sold everything. And my family left with $12,872.62 with a vision and a vow to never put my daughter in daycare. And so that will be 15 years this November 25th. And so, yeah. So we like talk the story of like, oh, that entrepreneur journey. It's been so amazing. It started because we were in the worst point we could have ever been. So can I ask what your next step was? Yeah. Like what was the next step towards, you know, rebuilding? Yeah, that was the hardest part. It was like, okay, we, are we going to look at ourselves and be like down? Or are we going to go, let's just tell people what happened and be real human beings and mm-hmm. just say, look, our minds and our bank account haven't changed. Just because our bank account has changed doesn't make us to the people we are, right? We still know what we're talking about. We still have the right business because we knew what we were doing. So that didn't change us. And it, the money in my bank didn't make me a better mother, a better leader, a better influencer, a better supporter, a better wife. So like, oh my God, it has nothing to do with the money. And because of that reason, we just stayed super clear and humble. We're like, hey, we got a business. We just got our asses handed to us. But this is what we did. We sold everything. A TV, I mean, you name it. Like people think I don't have any money. I'm like, look around your house. You got a freaking $5,000 TV that you look at every day. Like, and I don't yep. encourage people to sell stuff, but I sold it. And yeah, I was yeah, like, you do what you got to do. Right. We right. did what we did. And then that's, that's when we started to travel the world and we, we bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii, stayed in a hut, ate rice and avocado bowls. Then we were in Mexico. Like we'd stayed in these really small, tiny places as a family and just got real. And people couldn't. They just, they couldn't get enough of it. They're like, oh my God, I'm like you. How do I do that? I want to lose it all too. So I, you know, and it was like, wow. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't like, no, there's other him. ways Let to do this, out. right? There's right? other ways to do this. We don't have to do that. Right. That's it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, that, well, let me ask you this then. So when you, at some point you shifted though, to helping people with their branding, with PR, yeah. with, so, so how did that come about? Yeah. I mean, that's, that really was the base in order for us to, to start being more present, the brand had to be everything, right? So that's when I got very clear. I know how to build a brand online. I know how to, you know, tell tell the story. Now let me help other people do it. And that's when I shifted about two years, about a year in, I shifted to starting to teach people. I, I was building, doing branding workshops. I was doing weekly workshops and I was, you know, helping people build sales funnels. I was the first woman that made a million dollars in the funnel. And it wasn't a name then, you know, Russell Brunson right. wasn't around, which is why <laughs> a good friend of mine, I was a chapter in his book and I told him the whole story. He's like, you built funnels before I even called them funnels. I'm like, Yeah because I didn't know what they were, but you know, this is, but that's the reality. So that's what happened. I started teaching people and then we were building little micro funnels. And, and so what I realized is the most important to be differentiated in any market is you. And it's what you offer. It really isn't your services. Certainly you can create a bit of a USP and make your services unique, but there's billions of people that have done it. You know, it's just another mousetrap, right? So how do we build a mousetrap? We put a great, sexy brand on the front. And so that's what we started to do. So now since then, it's been now 15 years. We started our company, Unstoppable Branding Agency. Yeah, we help clients to not only clarify their brand, message, image, strategy, but our main focus is a high level of PR. You know, so we work in tier one, tier two. We create the whole Google imprint. So you are 
like a rock star online. So when your clients are searching for certain things that you do, keywords, you show up, you know, like you're the one that shows up right. post someone else. Right. I think that's so important. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the women that listen to the show are in some kind of many women, especially now, like post pandemic are in some kind of transition, right? What we thought we were going to be in 2019, what we thought we were going to be doing in 2022 and 23 are not necessarily what we now want to be doing, right? We've, we've, like you said, you experienced, you said, I'm, I want, I don't want to put my daughter in daycare. And a lot of these, a lot of women have realized that they don't have to go back to what they thought they had to do. Right. So, so now they're smart, successful, busy with a lot of expertise, but maybe not a lot of experience in what their next chapter is. Right. So, so to me, I think one of the best ways to continue to grow their brand and to stay on that, that high vibe level, right. Where they don't have to go back to the beginning because they're now, you know, they've now decided career path B instead of career path. A. they've still got 20, 30 years of expertise in this. I think one of the best ways to do that is PR is to get placed in media because that gives you the credibility that helps substantiate your brand while you are building this new chapter. And that's not, that's not everybody that I work with, but I, but I, but I'm seeing that more and more often, especially now, a lot of, a lot of women are, even men too, are shifting what they shifting, how they want to show up for the next chapter, you know, and I think we all underestimate how much the media needs us, right? There's news is 24 seven. They are looking for smart people that they can count on and they can trust their information and they can use as a source for their stories. And when you build those, for me, it's about building those relationships. When I talk about using LinkedIn to build relationships, one of the types of relationships that I always encourage, and it's it's baked into everything that I teach. And I am not a PR expert, but I to me, what I feel like I am, if I'm going to use my, the word expert, expert in is helping you build relationships with the kinds of people that can help you get to whatever, achieve whatever goal you're looking to achieve. And one of those categories has got to be the journalists that write about what you do. And when you start to meet those journalists and build relationships with them and they start featuring you or quoting you, I feel like not only does the rest of the world see you differently, but you start to feel differently, right? So tell me a little bit about how you know, how you position your clients and how you, how you help them shift the mindset around the importance of this, of this piece yeah. in their business yeah, and their brand. So yeah, certainly. I mean, there's, there's, let me clarify a few things. There's earned media and there's paid media, right? Yep. And there, nothing's wrong with either one of them. They're both right. great. Not everyone is in a position to get earned media and not everyone's in a position to pay for paid media. Mm-hmm. But I always recommend for certain clients, depending on where you are and you know what you do, investing in media is, I think, probably one of the smartest things you can do. And it because what it does, it helps you begin to anchor it early on in your in your career, anchor in your keywords, your name, your company, so that other people are talking about you, right? And so there's an investment that you make. It's like a marketing investment that you make. However, you made a very good point. When you have relationships with journalists, with other partners and other people that have either blogs or other, you know, different types of publications, and you are a value provider, that is probably one of the smartest things that you can possibly do because now you are becoming a value-based provider, right? So they're always looking for content. They're always looking for something that you can um, help inspire their uh, their audience. And so we position our clients. I, you know, I typically have to, you know, I say, look, let's just Google your name. I want everyone to do that. Google your name. Yes, yes, right? yes. Like, what are you looking at, like, right? So I'm going to give you some education because I'm always very big about education because there's a lot of so-called professionals in the industries, especially PR, 
that uh, are selling things and they're not educating. I never want to take money from someone unless they are educated and then they decide. First off, Google your name. What do you see? Okay, so on Google, there's the you know Google bars, your 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 search bar, and you're going to see tabs underneath. And the first one is all. Okay, all is your stuff. It's your websites. It's all the things. Your social media. That should be all your stuff. And normally we're going, oh look how good I look. We see all those things, right? And then there's images, and there's a lot of images if you are on blogs or wherever you're at. But then there's one tab that most people don't look at, but the ones that are looking for the right people do. It's called news. And the news tab is what is talk, being talked about you, right? It's third-party validation. It's, are you newsworthy? So if you're in the news tab, that means someone else, that's not you, that's not your all section, is talking about you, okay? So if you search and your, your all has nothing, then you need to do some work there. Because right there and then, that showcases right. Well, Right? right. And it's not you. Now, the other is looking on the right hand side of that search uh, section and looking to see if you have a Google verified panel. Right. A Google verified panel is what shows up on the right hand side. If you're looking right now and you're searching your name, and you see a big white space. It's because you're not newsworthy enough for Google to go, whoa, check them out. We don't create panels. We do the work that allows Google to see you as a credible source, meaning we write a lot of articles about you, so you fill the news tab, right? We either write them, we pitch you, uh, and usually they're tier twos, but certainly they can be tier ones if you qualify. And that way, now Google's like, whoa, Sparks, there's someone else talking about the person again. Now their website's connected the same name, so make sure you own name.com. Please own it. You want to own your name.com. And they're like, oh, that name. Now, all oh, that bio is matching in what they just said about them in an article. All the elements start to come together and Google gets sparked and creates a panel for you. Books, articles, right? Spotify, whatever it might be, podcasts. And that right there is now when someone's searching for you, like, okay, now that's credible. And this is when now you start to get ratings. Your website gets a domain rating that is ranked that says, whoa, they're high value and high qualified. So these are all the elements that we work in for PR for our clients. But the most important thing is becoming valuable, right? And doing that legwork. So if you are talking to journalists, give them, you know, pitch them and say, this is what I do. I've got this amazing article. You might want to, you know, share this with your readers and give them something. Don't go, Hey, I'd love you to put me on here. Cause I do this. They will ignore you. Right. Right. Well, yep. Anyway. Yeah. I love that. And you know, it's, it, I feel like, so listen, I feel like there's a journey, right? There's a journey as an entrepreneur. And I think where I, where I step in with this PR piece is earlier in the journey, right? Like earlier in the journey, you, you know, I like to say, I'm, I want to help you like flip that funnel, right? Like I, I'm all about the funnels, but you know what, let's look for some of the high ticket stuff first. Like sometimes we think we need to sell the $6 stuff before we sell the $6,000 stuff and we don't. So, so the publicity that, right. The, the, the credibility that publicity gives you helps you get those $6,000 clients, the $10,000 clients helps you get to those 20, 30, $50,000 months. So that you can yeah. then hire somebody like Rhonda, right? Yeah. So sure. because in the beginning, you know, it's, 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 you can't, you can't, you have to think about where you're putting your budget. Right. So I do, it's so important. It's, and it's all part of that journey, right? It's all part of the journey of continuing to build your brand and stepping into, if that's, if, the, if that's the journey you choose, stepping into a, a brand that is becoming more and more well-known, more and more profitable, you know, and more of a moneymaker. It doesn't, you don't have to do that way, but it's, a, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do it. 
There's, well, there is. And that's why, I mean, obviously I always tell people, you either have time or you have money. People right. hire me because they have money, right? right? They don't have the time anymore. But in right. the beginning, I'll tell you, in the beginning, you can research my name, you know, research Rhonda Swan. I was writing value-based articles on my blog, like high value-based, like people, I was teaching people everything. And I became a resource for their marketing. I became a resource for funnels, for things to do. I, I just started writing blogs. And then of course, when YouTube and you know Instagram and Facebook came out, I was doing the same thing and I still do the same thing, right? I constantly give so much value in all of my platforms that now, of course, I have tons of PR because I own a company that does it, but before, right, right, right. I was writing this stuff and people were going, well, that was amazing. And I would say, hey, I just wrote this blog. You might really love it. Use it. Feel free yes. to use any of my content. And they would look at my stuff, quote me, and they had content. So I was writing stuff for years. I mean, I'm talking about years. If you're new, write it. That's what I was doing. And I tell you what, now I've got articles everywhere because I just gave value. And right. then people wanted to quote me, right? And they right. wanted to put me on their blog. And I said, hey, I'm going to write this article. I see you talk about this. Can I link to you? Boom. Now you're getting link juice. Google loves that, right? right. Link right. from others, linking from. So it's just, um, it's it's time or money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think, I think that even just like you talked about Google yourself, even just when you Google yourself and you, I, I had a conversation one time with somebody that I was, that hired me for something. And I remember it was, I was sitting in his office and he looks at me and he's like, do you know that when you put your name in Google, like there's 10 or 20 pages, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to have. That's what I want to happen for you. You know, it's create it, that, that right there helps you create your brand, helps you land more business. So yeah, That's all it. the things underneath of that is important, but just the fact that as you do more of this, when people throw your name in a Google search, you know, I have an, you know, a name that is not, not a lot of other people have. Right. So, so I don't have a lot of other people doing that, but if you have a com more common name, the best way to, yeah. to be, to show, you know, to, to come to get a higher ranking than them is to just have more stuff, you, you know, more stuff. And, <laughs> right. Just have more stuff. Right. And, it, and, and there's just, there's so many ways you can do that. All right. So we could, we could talk about this forever, but I want to just kind of dive in a little bit to something that you're doing, because I know that one, you know, listen, this podcast is called good girls get rich. I support women and really, I want there to be more wealthy women in the world, period, the mm -hmm. end. Right. So yeah. if I can help that I'm here to do that. I know that you've just founded women gone, the women gone wild book series. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Women gone wild. It's uh, women gone wild, the feminine guide to fearless living. Wild means we uh, attract integral wealth. So W is wealth. I is intuition. We tap in to our intuition. And L is leadership. And I, or I'm sorry, D is diversity. So a full wild woman embraces wealth. She taps into her intuition, her leadership, and her diversity. And I, the book came along um, because I was sitting at a table with about 10 women at one of my events. Uh, here in Bali, and we were helping each other build our brands. And I said, wow, we're sharing best practices. And, you know, all this great conversation, I'm like, why isn't this done more often? Why aren't these seats at the table with more women? And they're like, you know, I've grown up and it was so hard with women. And it's just like, unless they become confident or really love themselves, you know, they're, it's like a, a cutthroat world. And I knew it because I was corporate executive, right? I was crab crab bucket mentality, man. I'm going, I'm the one going to the top and I'm pushing you down. Like that was my men mentality. And so that's where the book came from. And I said, look, let's, let's launch this book. And I took 25 authors. We launched the book 
It did so well. And then we launched the Wild series. So we just launched Wealth. We have the Intuition book launches in next year in 2023, the Leadership and Diversity of the Years Beyond It. And it's about women. It's about women coming together, you know, bringing their magic, you know, letting their guard down, and more importantly, supporting each other and learning from each other, not pushing each other down. Oh my gosh. I love that. So what's, so, so this, so the book series is what's, is what is on the horizon for wild right now. Oh, look at that. Okay. So we'll get a link to all of this in, in the show notes. This has been so good, Rhonda. Tell, tell like what's next for you. What's happening in your world? Well, a lot is happening. A lot of, uh, yeah, new levels for me. You know, I'm always looking ahead Mm -hmm. and I just got picked up in June to uh, host a show that we film at NASDAQ market site in New York city. It is filmed. It's called uh, new to the street unstoppable show. I bring entrepreneurs, private and public companies tell their story. It broadcasts on Fox business on Newsmax and Bloomberg TV, 300 million households with billboards in times square. And you know, they get uh, commercials and all this crazy stuff. So I go back to New York city every three months. That's kind of my new passion along with the book, you know, to how do I tell more stories, get people in front of the right audiences. How do I inspire them to tell that story and, and learn about the story behind the brand? Beautiful. Well, we will put links to all of, to your shows and all of your stuff in, in all the show notes to this. How can people get in touch with you if they want to hear more about working with your media company? Yeah, easy. My company's Unstoppable Branding Agency. Easy. My name is Rhonda Swan. If you just search it, you'll find me everywhere. Social media. I'm really heavy on Instagram. So Rhonda with an H, R-H-O-N-D-A swanlikethebird.com is also my website. So on Supple Branding Agency, Rhonda Swan, you'll find me. I want to give as much value-based content as I possibly can. And really, yeah, I'll be happy to just help people elevate or just find that, that passion inside of them. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for inspiring, being so inspiring. And uh, I, I'm going to check out more of your stuff as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again. I always say this to everyone. If you're going to create a brand, create a sexy brand. And if you're going to be anything, be unstoppable. (laughs) On that note, see you back here. Thanks so much, Rhonda. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Well, I hope you love this interview with Rhonda. I hope you enjoyed Rhonda as much as I enjoy Rhonda. Her energy is infectious and I think you should be following her everywhere, listening to her shows and again, sharing this episode, tagging her, tagging me and making sure that you are becoming more visible and you let, you're letting her know that you are, um, appreciate what she puts out there and, um, be a part of her world. And of course, I love that you're a part of my world. So I would love when you do this, when you're tagging both Rhonda and I, I can promise you that I will share this on my social media. I know Rhonda probably will as well. Um, and that gets you in front of our audiences, right? Oh, that's that rising tide that lifts all boats. So we do this work to support you. And I love it when you support us by sharing the episodes here that you enjoy and you can share it again on any of the, you know, make sure you tag me though. So I know that you shared it and then I can help you by sharing it with my audience. Right? So I'm here for you. If you want to know more about what it's like to build relationships in your world with people like Rhonda Swan and people like the other guests I have on my show and just to how to use LinkedIn marketing to really boost your visibility, your credibility, and your bank account, then let's talk. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash call, get a spot on my calendar. We'll talk for a couple minutes um, and we can, you know, we'll just check and see if we think that this is something that, that this marketing strategy that we teach is something that could work for you. If we think that's the case. We'll let you know what that looks like. But in all cases, 
I make sure that we're providing value, that you get a lot of great tips in these calls. And frankly, if you're not a call person, then DM me, DM me and let's know, you know, we can, we can talk via that way. I'm starting to, I'm starting to open my mind to the fact that conversations don't necessarily have to be on the phone, even though that's, I guess that's old school. I've had some really brilliant conversations via the DM recently, and I am trying to continue to stay open to that. So you can DM me anywhere, you know, LinkedIn is probably the best way to do that or just get on my calendar, karenyankovich.com slash call. And let's start the conversation. The bottom line is this can be simple for you and I'm here to support you and your business. <laughs>